All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, September 25th of 2023 here, first show of the week. We do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, and because it is the first show of the week, we have to announce our weekly Max Challenge winners here, so we will do that right after we get through the intro here. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSims, the show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at SaberSim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. And third, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel there is a link in the description of this video to do so get access to our similar channels individual sports channels get access to our release notes channel see when bugs are fixed see when new features come out can't say enough good things about the discord here but with that being said uh let's get the page pulled up here and just want to remind you guys if you guys are not signed up yet to participate in our weekly max challenge you can do it with this page here this sign up page is in the description of the video just click enter the challenge this is a promotion giveaway we do during the nfl season get access to weekly prizes get access to season-long prizes all you have to do use the saverson logo as your avatar fill out our short form just gives us information to be able to send you guys swag and gear and then max enter one of the DraftKings mini max contests on a given main slate here but uh, exciting news for you guys today. We did indeed have a winner of the Max Challenge here. So big shout out to Esudith3859 for winning the Mini Max. Uh, I believe this was like the second Mini Max that opened, still almost about 48,000 entries, beating out all those other competitors here and taking down the first place prize. So congratulations, had a score of. 276.86, which is an outrageous score, if I do say so myself here, pushing 300. So what you get for winning the Max Challenge, you get three free months of Sabersim Ultimate, you get this awesome custom championship belt, and then you get a dedicated spot in our Max Challenge in the winner's circle. If you guys haven't seen that, you go over to the winner's circle page, you scroll down here. And then what you're going to see is this max challenge section. And then we are going to add his screenshot to this dedicated section on the page. So congratulations to ESIDA3859 one more time here. Our team will reach out to you. And then for the rest of everybody who participated, we are going to do our second giveaway for the week, which is where we give away free entry to next week's mini max to one random entrant here. So I've grabbed all the names from our max challenge sheet. This is available in the discord. If you guys missed it here, just uh, if you guys want to, you know, make sure you're signed up, make sure that your name is accounted for. We do our best to capture all that info, but always nice to have you guys double checking us here. And um, looks like, you know, code just did that for me here. So that's exactly why we posted here. So you guys can reach out. So code, I will uh, reach out to you after the show here. But with that said, Going to take our 212 entrants that participated this week. Going to hit shuffle a couple times here. And then we are going to do our spin for free entry to the mini match here for next week. So it looks like our winner is going to be Tope, Tobster58. Excuse me. Congratulations on free entry to next week's mini max uh thank you all for participating all 212 of you still going very strong here week three hope to keep the momentum going and with that said going to jump into our regularly scheduled office hours here i see jordan already reached out 
to code. So great. Uh, appreciate Jordan jumping in and being so quick to help out there. But with that being said, going to start with questions that came in in the Office Hours channel here. And it looks like our first one is from the piano teacher here. So let's jump in. Get this question in the queue. Question says, what's the best way to make multiple builds, combine them into one pool, and use them in the same contest sim? Say, build 2K lineups with certain settings, 2K with other settings, and 1K with different ones. How can we best combine all 5K into one set to sim with? Okay, so it sounds like you, you're looking for a way to take advantage of the favorites feature here. And what I would do is I'm just going to do this, you know, on a much smaller scale here. But basically, I'm going to make 500 lineups in this build one and then i'm going to make 500 lineups in build two and then i will show you guys how to do this so i actually don't know if you can contest sim from the favorites tab something i haven't tried before but if we can't we can work around it here right so uh i think you can though so let's let's get through this first you know set of 500 here we'll leave this as build one we'll leave what, what we're going to do right is we are going to change the number of my lineups to the number of lineups in the pool. So I have 500 lineups in the pool. I'm going to change my lineups to 500. That way, when I use the save to favorites button, it sends all 500 to this window here. So then now when I go and look, boom, I have 500 lineups here, right? And then I'm going to go to build two here, open up a new window. I'm going to run a new set of 500 lineups. I'm going to let these build. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the 500 lineups, send them to the favorites, okay? So then that will get all 1,000 in the favorites, and then I can work with it from there. So so that's kind of the, the plan, the process that we're working through here. But while these lineups build, just want to let you guys know that Max and I earlier this morning recorded our week three main slate review. That video will be up later this evening for you guys, so I just want to give you a heads up that that is on the way. But getting into this second build here, going to take my 500 lineups, going to send those to the favorites. Okay. It says you can only save 500 lineups to favorites at this time. Okay. So I didn't know this. So then what you're going to have to do here, and actually I'm just going to pull up my screen to show you guys how to do this. So what I was thinking was that we could send, you know, 500, send another 500. doesn't look like we could do that. Right. But what you can take advantage of is this pool download feature here. So it says save uh, the questions in the way a little bit. Let me uh, let me just remove the question really quick. So it says pool 500 download, right? And it says save to CSV. When you click that, you're going to get a download here. And then what this is going to look like is just going to be a CSV. Uh, columns A through I over here are your lineups. This, these are your lineups for the contest. And then what you see is that, you know, at the bottom of your 500 here, um, Basically, what I'm what I'm suggesting is to take this right and then go and grab the next 500 and then bring them into this sheet. And then you're just going to have this one really, really long sheet here from all of your pool CSV downloads. And then what you can do is you can take advantage of that file, open up a new workspace, and then use the upload pool option here. So watch. So if I click upload pool, I can just go and grab that lineup file that I just had. And then I can upload the lineups as a new set here. So if I wanted to, I could have 500 lineups in build one, 500 lineups in build two, download the CSV for both, combine the CSV, like copy and paste the data from one CSV into the next at, at the next available blank row, 
and then upload all of that into a new build using the upload pool option. So that is how I would do it. Uh, obviously the favorites feature didn't work here, but that should give you some ideas about how to make that work. And then from an upload pool, you saw the settings. So then you can go set your contest sim settings and then run the contest sim for all of the lineups at once here. But good question. Happy to walk through that one is a new one for us. All right. Next question here from Jay Stanger. Question says, and let me just get Saberson pulled up. Get rid of some of this clutter. Jay Stanger said, is there a good way to disallow the quarterback plus tight end as the only team stack for certain players without affecting the Sims too much? I'm okay with doing it for the top tight ends, but yesterday I had one lineup with just a, a Sean yesterday. I boosted projection to 20 points and min exposure to 20%, but wouldn't add to the build. How do I accomplish this without walking players advice appreciated? I, I feel like I missed the part here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting my, I'm getting my questions, questions mixed up. So it says, is there a good way to disallow the QB plus tight end as the only team stack for certain players without affecting the Sims too much? I'm okay with doing it for the top tight ends, but yesterday I had one lineup with just Allen and Knox, which I would have preferred to be a double stack there. Okay, so had a similar question kind of last week where it was like, hey, if we go to stacks, you know, I could see QB plus two, I could see QB plus one, I could see all these different stack combinations here, right? And where did my picture go? Okay, so I'm back. Uh, I can see all these different stack combinations, but I don't know if this is a QB plus tight end. I don't know if this is a QB plus wide receiver. I don't know if this is a QB plus running back, etc. right? So uh, there's no way to see that on like a positional basis. I did take that back to the team as a feature request here, but if you want to handle, you know, what positions come up in a stack, you're going to have to set a blanket rule for this. And what I would suggest doing is something where you use like an, if then automatic rule. So it's going to say if at least one, and let's say, you know, tight end, or, or let's say at least two. So I'm going to say if I use a quarterback and tight end, then I must use at least one and we'll say running back or wide receiver on the same team here. And the reasoning for this is exactly what you said. Like, hey, I don't want to use just Knox and Allen. If I'm using Knox and Knox and Allen, I also want to use, you know, Diggs or I want to use, you know, James Cook or I want to add more pieces from that team. And then I would get this rule and then I would save it as a manual rule. And the reason for that is saving it as manual. Well, now I can go through and I can manage it on a uh, more player by player basis here. Right. And then I, I need to group this by team here. So group by team, that way it looks at it on the team level here. So then when I save this as a manual rule, it's going to save as 24 manual rules here. And then let me just get rid of some of these other rules that are just going to uh, get in our way here. So then once I save it as manual, I can use this little drop down arrow and then it's going to show me the rule on a team by team basis. So there are teams where I am okay playing, where I'm okay if this rule does not apply, say the Chiefs, say maybe the Ravens with uh, Mark Andrews, maybe the Vikings, right? I'm going to make three exceptions to this rule and it's going to be those three teams. Then I just go and delete it for that team. So deleting for Kansas City, deleting for Minnesota, and then deleting for Baltimore. And then now the rule lives on for all other teams here. And then that is how I would handle it 
on a team by team basis. So set the rule for all teams, save as manual, and then go and delete for the teams that you do not care for the rule to apply to. So uh, good question. And that is how you do that. All right. Next question here from Kevlar. Question says, I'm having a really hard time understanding review mode in the new Sabres, in the new version of Sabersim. Looking at it today, it's showing a lineup out of a 170 that scored 250 plus points, but that lineup is nowhere to be found in my DK entries. Can you explain what I'm looking at while in review mode? Thanks. Okay. Uh, so why don't we just go and do an example where I use review mode for my own lineups that I played yesterday, probably going to be the easiest example here. So let me just hop over uh, to, to my own lineups from yesterday here. And then we could talk about this, right? So I'm going to pull this up. I'm going to go back to yesterday. And then I'm going to jump into these Fandle entries, uh, not seeing the filters. So I want to just do a hard refresh here, make sure I'm on the latest and greatest version of Sabersim here. And then I'm going to use uh, this, this my lineups here, right? So I want to use my lineups and then I want to go to this money symbol, enable review mode to isolate your 628 lineups from the pool and sort by actual score. So what it's going to do, I have 5,000 lineups in my pool. It's going to look at just these lineups here and then it is going to separate them by actual score. So it's going to take my 628, reconfigure them by actual, and then go down the list here. And then really quick, uh, V-Man Adventure said, uh, I skipped this question. Uh, so usually we just work through all the office hours questions first, and then we jump over to the, the YouTube chat channel, YouTube chat questions. So we'll get to all the questions before the end of the show. Uh, this is actually our last question in the office hours channel, and then I'll jump over. So I'm going to enable review mode here. And then what it's going to do is you're going to see that it's sorting by actual score here. And then I can see my top lineup was 195.4. And then I can see my second lineup was 191.4 and then goes down here, right? Uh, the, the important thing is that these lineups, the names are not grayed out here. So if I unable review mode, if I take review mode off and then I just come in here and I sort by actual score, what I'm going to see, if I look at my entire pool here, is that some of these lineups are grayed out. So that means that this lineup was not part of my set here. So when the lineup is grayed out like this, that means that it is not part of the lineups that you played. So what I ended up playing, I actually missed three lineups here. I actually played the fourth highest lineup was part of my set. All these other three lineups, I did not play. So that's one thing here, right? That might be an opportunity for me to say, hey, you know, what were the, the metrics of these lineups? And this top lineup was negative 22% similar ROI. This next one was negative 20, uh, negative 17. And then this other one was uh, actually positive 11%. So missed this third one here, but played the fourth. So uh, I think, you know, sorting by actual score will give you an opportunity to look at how, how many lineups that scored the highest did you not play? And then you can figure out, you know, why didn't I play those? Uh, you know, did they grade out well? Did I make too many adjustments? Did I end up skipping over some of those? And then you can enable review mode and then just see your lineups that you played and then via the my lineups here, right? And then this will sort it. So hope that gives you an idea of what review mode does, how it works. 
Uh, if it's not working like that, just let us know. You know, use the report a problem button and then give us a brief description of what's going on, what's going wrong, uh, what you're not seeing that you were expecting to see, and then that can all help you out from there. But uh, hope that gives you a good idea of how to use review mode. Jumping back here to the Sabersome map that we were using, uh, that was our last. Oh, I'm sorry. Two more questions here in the Office Hour channel, and we'll knock these out. One was a follow up. Which says, hey, hearing a lot about Sims lately on Twitter. Could you explain the main difference of using Sims versus a normal optimizer in a few easy to explain sentences? Uh, I sure I definitely can. So really there's two types of Sims here. So what you're hearing on Twitter probably and, and around the industry is people are talking about contest Sims, right? I think contest Sims are a new product in the DFS industry as of this year, right? SaberSim has been around for years and we've been using simulations to create our projections to understand players actual range of outcomes and and we've been using it in our simulator right a lot of traditional optimizers are different they assume that each player has a bell curve distribution and they are normally distributed right uh this doesn't work out great for sports like baseball where hitters have a uh you know a hitter who gets a hit three out of ten times is a great hitter their distribution is not normally distributed. It's actually this big tail event where their most likely outcome is usually zero, and then it just uh, scales down. But then they have these very high range of very like high ceiling performances where they get you know two home runs and other hits and and have these huge outcomes, right? And then there's also hockey. Hockey is very not normally distributed, very non normal distribution for all of the players. They are much closer to baseball hitters, right? So Saber Sim has been using Sims for years here in our uh, projection creation, in our optimizer to help users build lineups that can win your tournaments here. What's new is this contest sims, right? The contest sims, what it does is it takes a it takes lineups here, right? And we're just going to build a couple lineups here. I'm just going to build 500. So, so think about it like this. You have your pool of lineups, right? What we do, we take each lineup. And then we have a, another set of lineups over here behind the scenes, right? This other set of lineups is what creates our ownership projections. So you see all these ownership projections, right? Where do they come from? For us, they come from us running builds on very high sim diversities and creating a pool of 5,000 lineups. The exposures from that pool are the ownership projections, but the lineups still exist. So what we do is we take each lineup from your pool that you built we put it into a contest with the field lineups. We play that contest out 100,000 times. And then we we return contest sim metrics like ROI, like win rate, like cash rate. And then we do that for each lineup in your pool. So if you have this pool of 500 lineups, we're going to put each lineup into a contest with the field lineups, play that contest out, give you ROI, give you cash rate, give you win rate. Uh, it is a good way to see how your lineups that you're building are faring in a theoretical behind the scenes contest. So one of the most important things for that is to get accurate field lineups, right? So that is why we, if you click the gear icon, you're going to see that, you know, we still have one set of ownership projections. Now we have 13 sets. We, we are dissecting contests by stakes, by entry limit. Uh, so, you know, how does a $1 single entry play compared to a $1,500 single entry, right? That would be a high stakes tournament. Those are not going to be the same. Those are going to be very, very different. The players in the contest are going to be different. The decisions they make are going to be different. So we are, we're understanding that and we are capturing that 
by providing 13 different sets of field lineups that more accurately reflect the contest that we have put into this bucket, right? So we're doing everything we can to provide the most accurate field lineups for you. You do not have to create the field on your own here. And that is one really important thing when it comes to contest sims. All right. Uh, reverting back to John's question here said, makes sense that should work until the feature comes out. I still prefer to see the potential lineups to stay open to other possible builds, but that will work for the meantime. Awesome. Glad we were able to find that solution for you. All right. Andrew said, I'm having issues uploading the SaberSim logo as my avatar. Any workarounds on that issue with DK? Uh, so sometimes here, if you upload the logo, it will not display right away. So what I would do is like if you're if you're doing it on the on the phone on on your app, uh, I would upload the logo, and then I would delete the app, and then I would go back to your app store and then re-download your logo, re-download the app, and then your logo should pop up. So something with the DK app that I've heard where you know the logo doesn't pop up right away, deleting the app, re re-downloading the app should. Uh, make the logo visible there. But if you're having issues, just let us know. Write us an email, support at sabersim.com, and our team will be happy to help you out. All right, DJ Sirius said, question on exposures. If I only want to set a player exposures to say 10%, do I set the min to zero and max to 10? Also, is there a strategy to help determine what a player's min slash max exposure should be? Uh, so if you know you don't want more than 10% of any player, then I would just come into the max exposure tab Set that max exposure to 10. You can set this before the build here and then run that build. And then that will be taken into account in your exposures here, right? You can also do global exposures. You right click on max exposure column, toggle to the right. We have this global max exposure. You say you don't want any more, any one player more than 50%. I hit save. It's going to automatically fill that max exposure column to 50% for every player in your player pool here. So a couple options. And then it says, is there a strategy to determine what a player's min slash max exposure should be? So this is really user specific. This is a user specific question. This is a risk tolerance question. Some people are going to look at this exposure that for this build I ran and it has 95% Joe Mixon. And they're going to be like, cool, you know, Mixon must be a really good play. I'm fine with this, right? Other people are going to say, hey, you know, I, I never want 95% exposure to a running back who has a, you know, very high chance of getting hurt, right? I want to lower that. So it's really up to you uh, what, what stands you take there. One thing that I think can help you is the leverage column. So leverage, all of this is, is it looks at the exposure in your set of lineups. It looks at the ownership and it just subtracts it. So it's exposure minus ownership here. So if at 90% T Higgins at 40% owned, we have 50% leverage. So our portfolio of lineups would have much more T Higgins than any other portfolio if he comes in at 40% owned, right? So we have a positive leverage on T Higgins. Inversely here, we could sort leverage uh, lowest to highest, and we have no exposure to the Bengals defense, and they're expected to be 31.9% owned. So we have negative 31.9% leverage on the Bengals. So I think that you can use the leverage column to come up with an idea of how much risk you are assuming with certain plays and then adjust accordingly. So maybe you don't want more than 30% leverage to any one player on this slate, right? So then what I would do is I would just go into 
my exposures and my max exposure and then adjust accordingly, right? And then maybe inversely, you don't want negative exposure to anybody less than negative 20%. And then you go and you adjust the minimum exposure for these players that you are not getting to, right? So I think using leverage can give you a figure to look at here to help you understand how over or under you are on certain plays on a slate. All right, getting to V-Man here. V-Man said, hey, Andrew, running into the following issue time and again, when building RE, trying to get players into builds where Sabre, where Sabre Sim refuses to add the player. Example, Ashan yesterday. I boosted projection to 20 points and min exposure to 20, but it wouldn't add to the build. How do I accomplish this without walking players? Advice appreciated. Thanks. Okay, so good question here. I think that, you know, we could do an example here where let's go back to yesterday. And I'm just going to do this for FanDuel here. So I have a couple different builds that we were working with. I'm just going to get rid of these. I'm actually just going to open up a new workspace here. So we're, we'll work within this build for. So a couple things here, right? And I'm just going to do a hard refresh here because it looks like I'm not seeing what I want to see. So build lineups button was gone. I just did a hard refresh. It came back. So I'm just going to build 500 lineups for yesterday's main slate, right? So what, what we've been telling people is do this build, review, revise framework, right? Where you build your lineups, you make any revisions, uh, you know, you review the lineups, you know, you see if what the exposures look like. If they don't look like what you want, then start adjusting your minimax exposures, making the changes to stack types, et cetera, and then revise that by rerunning a new build, right? So let's say I get in here and I'm not seeing what I want to see, right? If I, if I uh, filter by running backs, and I would always do this via the alt tab, guys, if you guys want to look at your positions, do not go into running back, wide receiver, tight end, because these players can still have exposure in the flex, right? So the way I suggest doing this, staying in the alt tab, right-clicking on position, and then going position by position, right? So now I'm looking at running backs that are both in the running back slot and in the flex spot. And I'm getting their overall exposure, right? So if I go in here, I search by um, the Patriots backup running back here. And I see that I only have him in three lineups out of my 500 here, right? He's projected for about seven points, but let's say I want more, right? Uh, so what I would do is start with projection adjustments. So go in here and say, you know, I'm going to increase him. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm barely getting to any of him. So maybe he needs like a two to three point increase, right? So I'm going to... I'm going to bump them up to 10 points here. And then I'm just going to set a small minimum exposure to 10% here, right? Or actually, let's do 20% because this will fail. So when I do that, I'm going to get this unable to meet exposures button, right? And it's going to tell me your lineup cannot meet your requested exposures. So I'm going to hit keep editing. And then it's going to tell me, right? So at 20%, that would be four lineups. There are only three lineups with him in my pool. So then what I would do here is I would go and make any additional changes you want. So if I wanted to not only adjust him, but let's say I wanted to adjust some other players as well. Right. And I'm going to go and uh, maybe my quarterbacks, you know, maybe I want to get to some two stacks along with him. Right. So you can see that when I go to quarterbacks, I don't see anything. Why is that? It's because I was filtered for running backs on the all tab. So I need to go and reselect all the positions here and then go to quarterbacks. So then now I'm going to come in here and then I'm going to look uh, where's Tua, right? So I see Tua here. I'm not getting too much of him in my set here. 
but I want to make sure I get to a healthy amount of him. So I'm going to adjust him to 20% as well. This is really to just show that you should make all of the uh, changes that you want prior to rerunning your build. So all of my adjustments I want are done. And then I'm going to go to this rebuild lineups button. It's going to get rid of the current set of lineups I have and replace it with new lineups that meet those adjustments that I've set here. So it was the 20% to Tua, 20% to Ashan or, or however you pronounce his name, right? And then those should be reflected in this new build. So the point is that, hey, that last set of lineups didn't have what you wanted. So you don't need it anymore. So let's just get rid of those. Let's keep everything in one in one space here. That's why we're calling it an all-in-one build. You don't have to bounce back and forth between home screen and builds. And let's just get you a new set of lineups, right? So then when I come in here, first off, I'm looking at my quarterbacks. Okay, boom, I have that 20% minimum exposure to Tua. I have plenty of lineups with him in my pool here. And then when I go over to the all tab, if I, well, first let's just sort by exposure here. So then one thing, Devon Shane here, 20%. I have him in 40% of my lineups in my top 20. And then I have him in 27% of my pool of lineups here, right? And then I can see that, you know, my projection adjustment coupled with the min exposure got me what I needed here. So this is kind of the workflow here. This is what I would suggest doing if you have opinions is make those projection adjustments, set those min exposures, and then rerun those set of lineups. And then you should get what you're looking for on the other side here. Uh, you know, judging by your comment, it sounds like you were having trouble doing that here. Frankly, I'm not sure why that happened to you. So what I would always suggest doing in a situation like that is just go to report a problem. Let our support team know, you know, we, we're, we're around um, on the weekends, seven days of support here. We're around on Saturdays. We're around on Sundays. We, we make a big push to be around uh, in the hours leading up until lock here. So just let us know that you're having trouble with that. And then we will do our best to provide, you know, real-time support on a Sunday morning to help you figure out what is going on. But this is the workflow. This is what it should, should look like. And then this is what should be returned to you on the other side if all is working correctly here. All right, jumping down. M. Jackson said, is it better to set min uniques before or after tinkering with min slash max exposures? Okay, so I'll tell you guys how I do this. I like to set min uniques first, and then I like to tone it down if I need to. So basically what that process looks like for me is scroll to the bottom of my lineup set. And let's say that I want 20 lineups. And I'm going to start by basically like taking my min exposure to a very high number here. So I'm at six, looks fine. I'm at seven. I still have 20 lineups. I'm at lineup 322 is my bottom lineup. I would probably stop here. Um, you know, obviously I'm on the ultimate plan. So I, I usually run a contest sim and then I use the ROI metric as my, my measuring stick here. So I try not to go below zero per, like I try not to go into negative sim ROI lineups here. But I would just stop here for the sake of this example. And then I would start adjusting my min and max exposures. And then if my min and max exposures take me too far, right? Like, let's say I'm going to go in here, like, okay, you know, I've set my min uniques, but now I want 100% Travis Kelsey. Builder's going to tell me, hey, I can't do that. So then what I need to decide, is the min exposure to, max, to Travis Kelsey more important than the min uniques? Or is my min uniques more important than my exposure to Travis Kelsey? And let's say that the Kelsey exposure means more to me, then I would just start lowering my number of min uniques. So, okay, I'm at seven. Let's go down to six and let's see if I can get what I want at six. 
So I can't get it, but the biller is going to tell you how much it can get. Say, hey, I couldn't get to 100% minimum exposure. That's why the box is still red, but I can get you to 95. So then if I'm okay with meeting the builder in the middle there, I can adjust my min exposure to 95. And then you're going to uh, see, which I don't know why it went away. So now it's telling me it can only do 90 here. And it's playing this like cat and mouse game with me. So then I'm just going to lower it again to five here. And then now it's meeting that 90% minimum exposure here. So I had to go from Minimix 7 down to Minimix 5 to get the Minimax exposure adjustments that I wanted. So this is the workflow that I like. You are like basically maxing out your diversity first. And then as you make those Minimax exposure adjustments, you start to trade diversity for those exposures that you want, but you do it in a very deliberate way. And the builder is telling you, if you want this, you have to give up this other thing. And then that is a conscious decision that you are now making through your building process. So that's why I like that a lot. All right. Next question from Samuel. If I want to use Saberson for head-to-heads, 50-50s, what build settings should I use? Great question. So what you should do is go into your settings, switch the builder from the build mode from sim mode to optimizer mode. Optimizer mode is going to optimize based on projected score here. And it is going to use the average projections that you see in the home screen. So the big thing with head to heads and double ups is that you want to try and get as many projected points into your lineup as possible here. So using optimizer mode is going to be the way to go. Joe said, appreciate you answering my question about review mode. I'm still unsure why there are lineups in in there that were higher scores than in my DK lineups that were not grayed out. So frankly, I'm not sure. If you think there's an error, I would use the report a problem button and our team can look into it. The only thing that comes to mind is that maybe something went wrong with your fill methods here. So maybe you were using rank instead of unique rank, or maybe you filled a subset with unique rank and then like some other ones with unique random. I couldn't tell you here on the show without looking into it. So sending that message to our support team and letting, and, 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 um, Letting them know that there was a problem and if they could look into it is going to be your best option here. Uh, okay, DJ Sirius said, thanks. Yeah, man, happy to help out. And then V-Man said, I worked the same process that you mentioned. Thanks for the answer. Sure thing, dude. Uh, appreciate the question. Really, I do. Viral Video said, first week with Saberson, I played $200, picked up 11 k Well, congrats, my man. That is an awesome score here. Uh, make sure you're taking advantage of our winner circle. If you're not familiar with it, and I'll just pull this up to show you guys here. But, you know, our winner's, winner circle is awesome. You get to win free prizes, free gear. Uh, I did mention it a little bit earlier here. But basically, when you go to Saber Sam, you can go to the winner circle up here at the top. This is also like a free promotion giveaway we do here where if you just click on read the rules here, you go down to the bottom. But if you finish top five in a contest for at least $1,000, the prize must be 10x your entry fee. Terminus must have at least 100 entries. And then you use one of our logos, and then you share a screenshot of your win on Twitter. Tag us at SaberSim. You get access to all these awesome prizes here. So it starts up at the top, you know, a million-dollar victory, free SaberSim for life, custom Rolex, swag box, T-shirt, hoodie, hat, and backpack here. And then the prizes go down from there, right? You get a free month of SaberSim with each tier, the swag box, the T-shirt, hoodie, hat, backpack, and then you can see all the persons who have won those prizes. And then we also have the max challenge. We have 10K tier. And then we also have a 1K tier uh, down here under the 10Ks. So a lot of lot of 10K winners as I scroll down here. And then the 1K tier, right? So 
looks like you can get access to, you know, two tiers if, if you did that. But if you did it, you know, grab one of our logos, upload it via this uh, link here, sabersim.com DFS logos and avatars, and then start cashing in on some of these awesome prizes. All right. Jumping back to Sabersim here. Next question from Jordan said, depending on entrance in your build settings, if your contest size is on the lower end of your particular slate, should you downsize the correlation and sim diversity? Okay, so um, I get where you're coming from. So like sometimes on sim mode, you know, it's like 10 to 50K entries, but like, hey, there's only like 12,000 people here. You know, it, it very much leans on the lower side. I actually prefer leaving it where it is. So the, the reasoning for that is that, you know, if you're optimizing to win a little bit bigger of a contest, then that's never going to hurt you. But if you're optimizing for a to win like a, a smaller size contest, then, you know, what the lineups that the builder returns might not have enough upside, might not have enough juice kind of to, to win those contests, right? So as you can see, a GPP 20 max, one to 10K entrance, sim diversity is at six. And then when I bump it up to 10 to 50K, sim diversity goes to seven here. Not a huge shift, but those sim diversity seven it's just going to be taking smaller buckets of Sims to use here. And then the smaller the bucket, the more upside those players are going to have. So the more upside your lineups are going to have here. So I, pref I prefer to optimize for the bigger uh, size contest here and be okay with using the 10 to 50K if there's only 12K, 15K entrance in your contest here. I wouldn't adjust it. Uh, viral Video said, okay, I will. Thank you. Yeah, man. Happy to help out. And then... Question here from Sal. It's our last question at the moment, everybody. Sal said, I've been running the Sims and selecting the better lineups based on risk-adjusted ROI. I see that my lineups with a higher risk-adjusted ROI have finished out of the top 1,000 scorers with that same pool. Uh, so, you know, a couple things here. I think that, you know, if you want to assume some of the risk here, you could sort by ROI instead of risk-adjusted ROI. Risk-adjusted ROI is our way of trying to account for the variance of lineups here. So, you know, it is a little bit of a metric that doesn't just solely optimize on highest sim finishes here, but you could, you could, you can mess with it, right? I suggest messing with it with additional things like maybe you do a custom metric with ROI and ownership or salary or projected score, right? I think ROI by itself can be inherently um, very risky just because, you know, that that is why those lineups grade out so well and the Sims are usually low owned. And when they do well, they have a very clear path to first. But at the end of the day, you know, you're running the contest Sims, say, 100,000 times. Slate is still only playing out one time, right? So uh, a lot of a lot of variance in, in, in using that by itself, right? So it can just be very risky. That's why risk-adjusted ROI was created to balance out your portfolio to help you smooth out the variance of DFS while still allowing you to play lineups that grayed out very well in the Sims here. But those are my suggestions. Jerome said, after I make my lineups on the left side of the screen where it shows players, if you scroll over, there is a leverage section. Is there any way I can take that into a CSV? Uh, so right now, the pool exposures and exposures are not being exported. What is being exported is all of the summary statistics. So the salary, the projected score, the ownership. Uh, what I can do is I can take this back as a feature request to the team to allow pool exposure and exposure to be part of the CSV download. So I will do that for you here. Happy to do, happy to do that. 
But with that being said, we are all caught up on questions here. Appreciate everybody tuning in for our Monday show. We will be right back here tomorrow, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern for our next show. If you guys are building lineups throughout the day, question pops in your head. Drop it in the Office Hours channel. Let it sit there until tomorrow. You can also drop it in the upcoming stream link on our YouTube channel. The chat will uh, hold that message until the show starts. Just gets us a steady queue of questions to get started with at the beginning of the show here. But until then, take care. Good luck. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.